Check him out. They call him the true. Arms in short, then with the claw. I'm little Johnny Frostbite, moving around, freezing you up, freezing you down like an icicle. Coming in your tent in the pink light, scissor bite. Arctic death, infinite night. Call me Tundra Boy because I move like an Arctic lizard. When the blizzard strikes, I disappear like a pipe dream. All that's left is the gleam. On a tent peg, boost, boost, stronger than a moose. Don't lock your door or we come for your rooftop. Stop, look around, take your mind off the floor because the boost is loose and we're a little bit How's it going, everybody? Luke Buckley here, Joe Marino, Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. We are three games into the season, and it's they the Sabres have been uh they've been a fun team to watch. Some entertaining games. We'll get into this more, I'm sure. Another point that'll come up, but they can seemingly score goals. Um really probably one really bad period that jumps out for me and uh that was in yesterday's game so uh a fun start two and one on the year and uh, i mean heck this has to be a carryover what we're uh, hoping to see um from last season i think yeah pretty pretty fun hockey that's all you can really ask for uh i was at the home opener so did you get a good flag? atmosphere i did i didn't oh, think nice. i was going to but i got there about 15 minutes before got the flag. I got it right here. Actually, I didn't nice. take it out of the package yet, but very cool. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty interesting home opener. Uh, atmosphere was pretty good. Like I said, I thought they played a pretty decent game. Craig Anderson had a pretty solid outing and not, I think if it wasn't for him, they were probably going to lose that game. And I think the same goes with the goaltending in the Oilers game. Eric Comrie absolutely stood on his head and stole two points for the Sabres. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was yesterday. I was thinking, of course, a win's a win, right? And it's yeah. great to make one. But I, I I, couldn't really find much satisfaction in that one. Uh, and Edmonton's a really good team. Calgary's a really good team. They're coming up. Uh, but it was thorough domination really by Connor McDavid and Land Dreisaitl and the Kane line. David did not get off the ice in that third period. No, he did not. Uh, <laughs> they were triple shifting him and it, it felt like for the entire third period, they just had one long power play. Right. Uh, but if there is a positive, mm-hmm. it's that Paterka is lights out as is Eric Comrie. Yeah, Paterka's been he he might be their best player right now. But for at forward at least, he's been electric. I really like what I see out of him. Sorry, uh, sip of coffee right there. Ah. Yeah, we've seen the line shake up a little bit too. Uh what Jack Quinn said out the Oilers game. Oh yeah, there's so yesterday. much oh there's so much juicy stuff we can we can talk about here. Um yeah, well uh, I feel like this is I. It's all because of Vinny Hinostroza. Like the guy's too good to be a regular sitting in the press box. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be shuffling things up for the foreseeable future until someone gets injured. But Jack Quinn was the guy to sit out yesterday. I'm sure someone else will sit again. I hope it's not Paterka because the way he's been playing, geez, the guy deserves yeah. probably to get some power play minutes. I don't rate. think there's any reason to take him out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to talk. Goals. Yes. Two goals, uh, scored three points, had an assist yeah. on a Darlene goal. I think against the Darlene goal against Florida. Was it? I think he got I think an so. assist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I want to kind of focus on Quinn and Paterka here for a bit. Uh, if we may, uh, Jack Quinn, uh, really struggled in the first two games. I yeah, I didn't really notice same. him a whole lot in the first one. Uh, the second one I wasn't able to watch, so you can probably comment a little more on that. But, yeah, he didn't have the greatest game. Just from what I see, uh, you know, obviously he's a, he's a young kid. The whole team is young, so you see them you see them getting beat to a lot of pucks and kind of um, physically getting overpowered a little bit. But uh, Quinn... Definitely, like, Owen Power too in the first couple games, right? He struggled before 
yesterday he looked like a completely different player from the first uh two games a really good game from power yesterday but uh but Quinn and you know of course probably just getting used to the NHL still only playing up here his second game this year but um no first two games I thought he uh he's he really struggled uh like I said one of the guys getting super uh overmatched I think um by uh guys in our team but uh took a seat for the Edmonton game and I was actually kind of anticipating that that they would put him up in the press box take a step back uh, and watch the game from there and like you said uh Rosa, I don't know exactly if uh I mean he was probably the guy in hindsight that was gonna have to sit if somebody came up right yeah for sure uh when they signed him, I think a lot of people were worried that, oh, is this signing going to keep Quinn and Paterka and Rochester? And obviously, Quinn and Paterka had a good enough preseason and training camp where, you know, they had to fit them all in. Uh, obviously, Hinnestroza is not going to sit for the whole season. Like, I bet he's going to play around 40, 50 games. That's not out of the realm possibility. Guys are going to get hurt, too. That's inevitable we see it every year multiple guys go down so we're going to be seeing him quite a bit uh and you know we would always like to poke fun at like Ralph Kruger and Phil Housley for saying oh they can learn a lot from watching the game but I think in this case where Quinn goes to watch like one game for up up high hopefully he'll take that lesson and not this isn't like when Tage Thompson and Casey Middlestat were being consistently healthy scratched and right. They'd be we know off playing in Rochester. We know the motivations from Granado and right Adams are different. Yeah, so hopefully he's back in the lineup. Uh, I'm gonna predict that Peyton Krebs gets scratched, but maybe not next game. I don't know. I feel like this isn't a reason to do it, but. Mm-hmm. He's a Calgary boy. He's from Calgary. Are they really going to scratch him against the Flames? I don't know. Maybe Hinnestroza is scratched again. But Krebs, in one of the most recent practices, he was skating with the extra forward. So I, he's probably next. But And I don't think he's really playing exceptionally well either to deserve being in the lineup. I don't know. What do you think? No, I'm with you there. We talked a little bit about him, too, um, on the last show. Uh, but you know, a, a, a few guys have had their struggles. I think like even Dylan cousins has, uh, kind of struggled a bit. Um, so there's a lot that you'd want to see from these younger guys. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I could see him maybe uh-huh. taking a seat. Uh, you mentioned Peyton Krebs is from Calgary and this is just a brief, uh, little off topic bit here, but both goalies in the game yesterday i heard them say on the broadcast were from edmonton oh i didn't yeah. i, I uh, knew so, Comrie was from edmonton i didn't know skinner was from edmonton yeah apparently uh Stuart skinner is an edmonton boy so uh i thought that was just a little cool little t- tidbit of uh trivia there from last night good for him for being able to play for his hometown team i didn't know that yeah Com- uh, you mentioned uh, yeah both of them you mentioned Cousins. You were a little disappointed with him. I honestly think Cousins has been one of their better forwards. Really? Yeah. I, he was probably their best player in the home opener, and I liked his game yesterday, so I think he's trending in the right direction. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect. He's still a young player, but I'm not, I like what I, I see. By any means, I'm not concerned about any of these guys. Uh, and just, just as a disclaimer, like, Everybody, you know, they'll, they'll all come. Oh, sorry. They'll all uh, come around. I'm sure. Um, just, you know, just kind of early season gleamings here. Uh, at the same time, though, there's guys like uh, Paterka who you just can't help being excited about. Oh, yeah, for sure. He looks like he very much belongs. Uh, looks like a legitimate top six forward. He looks great. I never realized how like quick he was and how uh, able to beat the defense he is. There's been so many plays this year there. I counted three, I think in the Ottawa game where he just got right past the defense. Uh, I think his, was his goal in that game a breakaway? 
I believe it was like a two on one. Right. I yeah. Say. Something kind of odd man situation. Yeah. Uh, but no, there was a few instances where he just got into uh, really good positions and um, he's been cashed in. He's a point per game player right now. Speaking of point per game players, how about Rasmus Dallin? Three oh. goals, three games. He looks, he's carrying over that success from last year. We're not seeing the the dog in it uh, struggling Rasmus Dallin at the start of the season like we have in the past couple of seasons. He looks fantastic. That is right. And uh, he set one of those obscure records. Um, most or the, what is it? The, he's tied with Victor Hedman now for most games in a row to start a season for a goal with a goal by a defenseman at three. So three straight games to start the season, he scored a goal. Am I wording that succinctly enough? Yeah, I think I think you're, you're bang on there. <laughs> you can go to the Sabres uh, or NHL PR or Sabres PR. One of their Twitter pages posted it, but he... Had in three games to start the year, he has three goals, three straight games with a goal to start the year, and that is tied for most all time <laughs> among defensemen. There's so many qualifiers there. For the record, uh, I don't care if it's the first three games of the season. When was the last time there was a defenseman who scored in three straight games for the season? Yeah. I'd like to know that. I know it was probably like Brian Campbell, <laughs> I bet. Probably, maybe. Uh, well, I know if that Walt at future of the not at Sabermetrics, this is his Twitter handle now. He tweeted out a stat pretty recently that there hasn't been a Sabres defenseman to score more than like 18 goals since Alexi Zhitnik. So, wow. So, Rasmus Dallin, uh, I would bet that he hits 20 this year, judging by the pace he's on. He's not going to score 82, obviously, but <laughs> we'll see how he does. I would like to see him not hit that rut this year mm-hmm. maybe get a uh, courtesy like fifth place norris boat something like that he just seems in a different headspace this year and that's a good thing oh yeah he, it's just his tell... body language yeah. though he's talking to teammates more like you could just you could just see there's there's something different about him right now hyping up the team after that goal against the panthers too right uh, right Lots to be excited about with him. Uh, what do you? What did you made of Owen Power? Uh, I, I'm glad I wanted to uh, talk about him too. The first two games were a really big struggle. I feel like, uh, but I think having what was it? Uh, one, two, two days, three ga- three days between games. Uh, I think that might have helped him a bit, a few days getting there, a few days off between games. And uh, yesterday, he was fantastic. I agree. He yeah. was pretty defensively sound. I'd like to see him get involved a little more in the offense, but one uh, thing didn't sorry. have a problem with him yesterday. I don't know if you if you thought this too. Uh, you couldn't watch the Florida game, you said, right? Right, right. Uh, in Ottawa, because I, I saw this a little bit too in the Florida game, but in the Ottawa game, did you think he was a little – hesitant little trepidatious to kind of like uh, make the play get out of the zone there's a i think there's a lot of times um a couple times where he'd stop for a minute and really like you could see he was trying to process where to go and i you know, that i guess is a good thing he's trying to be smart but uh it just seemed like at times he was very uh hesitant maybe yeah i think that's a pretty good way to put it he kind of reminded me of like a younger rasmus dalin yeah if that makes any sense like second get like when Kruger got here like second guessing himself mm-hmm. stuff like that so mm-hmm. I'm sure Granado will coach that out of him yeah. so and that'll come in time and like look at Darlene now he's been a hot topic for the last several years and yeah. defensemen take time he's got the talent I wouldn't work if he doesn't have a great year if he doesn't win the Calder trophy if he scores 25 points this year I wouldn't call it a failure like if he comes in and is fantastic, wins the Calder Trophy, great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of schedule, but give him some time. I think he'll eventually be the guy who we all hope he can be. So, yeah, again, I'm not concerned at all. Just 
early season observations. Um, Cause again, yesterday um, we're recording this uh, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening ish. Uh, so if you're listening to this before the game tomorrow, uh, but in the Edmonton game, uh, I thought best game of the year. So hopefully you can continue it across the province. Yeah. The Calgary, Calgary is next, next, right? Next. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah Calgary. Then I believe yeah. it's Vancouver, then Seattle. Yeah. So uh, Seattle added to this Canadian, what is right. what was typically a Canadian trip, which makes sense. It's right there. Uh, by the way, I saw a post of like the most expensive tickets to buy in the NHL. Seattle is second, averaging about $300 a ticket. Really? Which that is absurd. That's I can't imagine cool. spending $300 average for to watch the Sabres. I cannot imagine that. But, you know, yeah. I'm sure the, the novelty will not wear off for a while. Yeah. Essentially watching the uh, 2018 um the J well it it is the Jason Bottrell Sabers, he's there. Right, he uh, is there. Yeah, uh, I mean you don't. Sorry, you can go. I can't believe he's gonna get another job. He, <laughs> I he's gonna get another GM job. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, he was like in it with the Anaheim Ducks. I think he might have been a finalist. So mm. he'll he'll get another chance. He can go ruin another franchise. <laughs> I'm just watching. Or I'm looking at. Um... The Kraken's results so far in all three of their losses, they've allowed five goals. Well, yeah, that's on having Philip Grubauer and Martin Jones as your goalies right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 bought into it. They, they scratched the- Shane Wright for one of them too. I think he's back in the lineup for the next game, so we'll mm. see if he draws into the lineup for when the Sabers come to town next yeah. week. Probably, I don't know the days, but having Dave Haxtell. As your uh, coach, I wonder how long of a leash he's got. (laughs) We'll see, but yeah, uh... Ron Francis isn't a guy who makes a lot of change, so I believe they're just going to have a slow cooker type of build. We'll see what happens there, but they've already got the win against Edmonton. How many points out of these four games on this road trip would be a success? They've already got two. We got three more games. Calgary's going to be tough, but mm-hmm. Vancouver's off to a terrible, terrible start. Yeah. Seattle could be uh, an easy ish win. Listen, take three I out want, of four. I want six points out of this trip with how Seattle has looked and how Vancouver has looked. Vancouver, the thing that scares me there is they're bound to bounce back. You can't lose right. four straight games, blowing multi goal leads, and stay bad forever. They're going to bounce back eventually. Um, but I want five or six points out of this trip. If we drop Calgary, whatever, they're going to be really good. Um, so, yeah. But Vancouver and Seattle, you absolutely can beat. Yeah, I would take six out of eight possible points. If they can get seven or even eight, awesome. You're off mm-hmm. to a really good start. Not easy going on a West Coast road trip this early on in the season. So that really puts them in good position. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I think uh, you got to beat Seattle. Right, you got to beat Seattle. You hope to beat beat Vancouver, but like you said, they're due to bounce back eventually. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Bruce Boudreaux is really feeling the heat after this kind of start. Uh, I don't think they'll fire him, but you never know. Vancouver, there's a lot of pressure there. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It is possible. I think they just extended him too, because uh, he was interim, and then they gave him a nice little. Oh yeah, so he got. Extension. You're right. He got so, he got hired somehow, so he has yes. some kind of contract. We'll see what happens, but Calgary's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think the last time the Sabres faced Calgary, that we won in overtime. Remember that weird Tage Thompson yes. goal? Yes. So, that was a good game. They've beaten them before, but a new look Calgary Flames, Jonathan Huberdeau, uh, no Matthew Kachuk anymore. Mackenzie Weger is there now because of that trade, mm-hmm. as well as Huberdeau. And also Nazem Kadri. So, yeah, I really like. Still going to be a good team. New look Flames, but still a good team. Yeah, they're going to be really good. Three and zero right now, start season. Um, I know Kadri already has scored, so I they're I think they're 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 still definitely going to be a force. Oh yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. the Kachuk trade they probably get a little better in the now, but you know, giving all these guys these long term deals, let's see how that shakes out for them, but. 
Brad Tree Living definitely saved his job with these two. <sighs> Kadri actually leads the team in points four in three games. Yeah, so last year may not have been a fluke. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Kadri's always been a really great player, but you don't really see uh, someone this late in their career take become a star, essentially. He, he's how many points did he have last year? Did he have 100 points last year? Let us see. Didn't he? Didn't Wasn't so. that the big thing? Didn't he crack? Yeah, he was fantastic last year. Let me see. Where the heck is he? I'm trying to find him now. There he is, Nazem Kadri. And last year, he had 21, 22, 87. 87. 87. Okay, so I was a little off. But, yeah, n- nevertheless, great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, best season by a nice mile. contract right I remember back in the day when he was on Toronto that we fans would always be talking oh maybe we should trade Ristolainen for Kadri huh. <laughs> post O'Reilly trade that would have been something yeah yeah, yeah good for him was rooting for him especially mm-hmm. after all the crap he went through in the playoffs mm-hmm. so absolutely yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Calgary games tomorrow, right? Nine o'clock faceoff. Yes, uh, nine thirty apparently, according to Google okay. here. Yeah. So but I may double check that to. schedule. Yeah, nine thirty. I, I I like the Alberta games go because you get you know a little bit of an earlier start. It's not the ten o'clock like you see in California. I hate the ten o'clock faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Hmm. And I don't even know when they go to California. That's probably middle of the year. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Looking at the opening up the NHL app now, look at the right. schedule for you. Uh, and then uh, I think we should talk a little bit about uh, about Eric Comrie because, yeah, he was outstanding. Yesterday Speaking of the, the horrible 10 o'clock face-offs, Vancouver on Saturday and Seattle on Tuesday, both 10 o'clock face-offs. Oh, I'm not going to be able to watch Vancouver. Got to get up before the next morning. Uh, come on, you can power through. Uh, I probably can. <laughs> I've You'll do it. For, it's a Bills bye week. I can sleep. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're, we're pretty, pretty accurate. The California road trip is in mid-February. Okay, yeah, exactly where I thought it would be there, January, February, thereabouts. Yeah, so Eric Comrie, I think how he played yesterday, if he can give us half of that for the rest of the season, I think we'd all be pretty happy. 47 saves on 49 shots. And yeah, I think I think this team can win a lot of games if like you said, half, if you're only facing uh, 24 uh, shots a night, if he's turning out that effort. Yeah, he was fantastic. And I think as, like like we said, very young team, they're going to have their bumps along the way. That's what happens when you got a young team. But they're talented. Uh, they're obviously a very tightly knit group. They're going to grow together. Uh, very young defense score. I think Labushkin, we haven't mentioned him yet. He was great oh, yesterday. Wow. Awesome. Uh, the mighty boot. A, cap- a capable Rasmus Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. Let's call him that. Likes to throw the body. I think a lot of people enjoyed the hits he has been throwing early on here. Uh, yeah, I think the defense will get better as time goes on. Darlene was going to continue to get better, and he's already showing that. So. Hopefully, a good defense in front of quality goaltending will lead to uh, some more success. And I was going to mention this earlier; I forgot. But is this does this classify as a good start? Oh, uh, they've had oh, pretty good I starts so. the last Absolutely. few years. Besides the the year they finished in last, getting Owen Power, but they have a tendency to start pretty hot lately. So, will this be another storyline heading into? The I don't know, probably the next month or so. Can See, they continue that streak? Are they going to hit the ruts? Or like, it's another narrative. Are we going to be looking at that as the season goes on? Right, and I like 
see it it's it's natural to think that but i think just because of how they finished last year uh it's it's different this time i sure hope so yeah because the way they finished last season i don't think they finished a season like that since ron ralston got there when they went (laughs) on that hot stretch and almost lockout year right almost uh and then they did it again in uh, the year before, 2011-12, I think. Yeah, they went on a hot stretch and just missed out. Got Mikhail yeah. Grigorenko as yeah. the consolation prize. Yeah, yeah so... so we'll see how it goes. I I don't know. I, I think you can definitely tell that they're very raw. Uh, mm-hmm. Goaltending was arguably the MVP of all three games. A lot of odd man rushes. That'll be cleaned yeah. up, though. That'll be cleaned yeah. up, I'm, I'm certain. So we'll see what happens if the goaltending does falter because we haven't really seen a Sabres team where they get above-average goaltending for most yeah. of the season. So I really have no complaints with the goaltending so far. I thought Craig Anderson was great in the first game. Comrie was great yesterday. I heard Comrie was great in the second game. So mm-hmm. we'll see how Yeah, I am with you there. Uh, just, God, what was the last performance we had like that? Was it Allmark in his 50 save shutout versus Columbus a few years ago? Uh, gotta be. Uh, Anderson had some pretty nice games last year, but I, nothing really comes to mind that comes close to yesterday. Yeah, Anderson will always be solid. He's always going to give you a quality start. Yeah, I he would let in the occasional weak goal here and there, but like he's just the definition of a very solid goaltender. Yes. So no complaints. Yes. There. Yeah. I was thinking he could be 50 years old and still be a solid goalie. He yeah. almost is. Uko Pekalukin, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch any of the Rochester games yet, but from what I hear, he's having a pretty solid start down there. And Rochester, they sound like they're a fun team to watch. That's for sure. Uh, Isaac Rosine already scoring his first goal. Uh, the kids putting up some points early on. Kulik got his first points. I, w- I want to say Siderquist uh, might have scored too. So they're definitely going to be an interesting team to watch. Uh, I would say mu- I, I've been calling a must-see TV. Uh, <clears throat> I've been calling a must-see TV. So they also have Tyson Kozak now. So definitely going to purchase that AHL TV package and follow them closely this year. They are one in one. They have a four, two win over the Marlies and a three, one loss to the Marlies. All right. And they uh, play the tonight. It was Bell Hill. Okay. Yeah. So good luck to the Amherst. Hopefully mm-hmm. we see more success from these young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosine. He's a guy that I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, it looked like he had a pretty solid, uh, opener to the season. I think he had a goal and assist. So good luck to him. And a reminder, don't give up on prospects uh, at age 18, 19 years old. Always a good reminder for that. Yes. Yeah. Good for him getting out of Sweden and going into an environment where he can actually get ice time. Same thing with Kisikov. I think he's going to have a pretty underrated season in Rochester. Two guys who didn't get a whole lot of ice time. Uh, Kisikov, whenever he'd be at the KHL level, he would not get ice time. So it's important for these guys to actually get to play games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Prokhor Poltapov, he, I just saw a tweet the other day, uh, a quote from him saying he's got really no plans on coming over to the NHL for a few more years until he can really become a dominant force in the KHL. And we haven't, haven't seen that quite yet for them. So patience is a virtue on these Russian guys. How long is it that teams hold Russians rights or guys in the KHL? Forever. Forever. Wow. Yeah. So with Russian players, it does not go away. I believe the Sabres like 2000 first round pick is still on their reserve list. Oh yeah. Does is he the one who or something like that? Is he the one who still shows up like on uh on those uh the sheets that they gave at press level with like the um, yeah lineups like the preseason games yeah yeah well, i might have one right here oh no way oh, think... yeah because this guy gets credentialed yeah uh, i have a credential 
for the season, which is cool. So I can go to any game I want. Big shot. Mm, kind of. <laughs> Hopefully, one day. You rub shoulders with the right people, huh. and who knows where it'll take you. Also, apologies for my voice today. I've been battling a little bit of a cold. So the hey, beautiful thing about Zoom, the mute button for when I have yeah. to see you. So. Oh, wait. Oh, Save your ears. Have that. Oh, that is there. Uh, I also want to issue an apology. I, I, in a joking way, I ruffled some feathers with my uh, take on tailgating and not going to the game. So I'm, I'm very sorry, uh, everyone. I know. Commonly, I mean, we know him as Mike, 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 right? Avid listener, and we appreciate it. Uh, now goes by, uh, pardon the language, Dr. Dick Knows on Twitter. And and he says he does it prior, or he did it prior to Michigan football games okay. and would and watch the game on a big screen somewhere. And listen, guys, I am... And I will always be a square. Okay. So if, you know, don't let my critiques of how you spend your free time, uh, you know, solly your day in any manner. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna comment. I don't, I don't <laughs> got a problem with it. Um, yeah. Just wanted to put that out there. We're both apologizing. Yeah, I, this cold really sucks. When I, everyone in the family gets it. You're Oof. next. Oh God, we're gonna get snow soon too. So there's only there's only more on the horizon. I feel like Ugh. more of this. I hate it. Winter sickness. Winter is coming. I hate this weather. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love rain. Ugh. I do. Fall is fall is great, but the, this type of fall, not a big fan. You get uh, the the furnace comes on. You get that nice furnace smell throughout the house. It's great candle weather. When we're done, once this is uploaded, I'm gonna light the candle back up, and then just hang out. Oh, a little bit of news. Uh, we yeah. haven't t- touched on it yet. The the reverse retro teasers yeah. were out today. It didn't really tease a whole lot, except for some yellow on the screen, but have you seen the, the mock-up of what it's supposed yes. to look like? Yes. Yeah, uh, right I like there. it. Yeah, it, it should be pretty good. Some of the other teams' jerseys have been leaked so far. I believe Nashville and Columbus have been leaked. Nashville Nashville's looks gorgeous, but yeah, Columbus awesome. looks like an abomination. But Teams need to stop doing this this two-tone blue crap. It's never worked. I guess the Jets can get away with it, but it just looks very 2012. Yeah, not a not a huge fan of it. The the mock-up that was posted on Twitter of the Sabres one. It's a white, white jersey, blue and gold goat head. Uh not not too bad. Uh I don't mind it. There's some gray on there too. Uh it should be good. I really like the orange NHL logo. Mm-hmm. On the collar, I think that's a really nice touch for the reverse retro branding. Uh, I think this really softens the blow because I think if they just brought this in and there was no red and black coming as well, I think people would be furious. But they're getting both. Uh, I think you said it last week. Uh, we're finally getting the goat head, we're getting two goat heads in one year. You guys can mm-hmm. stop complaining. Yeah, uh, stop I agree it. with that sentiment. There's no reason to complain. You're being spoiled. You have your pick of the litter. Yeah. If you think the black and red is uh, too non-traditional and it goes against everything the Sabres have stood for, well, you can get the blue and gold one. You have no reason to complain. Jeez, we are just being spoiled with jerseys. Yes. I think this mock-up looks gorgeous. Yeah, I think... As long as it's not like a complete surprise, like I think we're all expecting a white jersey from uh, the T-shirt leaks, so we can expect a white jersey. As long as it's not like yellow, I think people are going to be pretty pleased with this. You but- know what? I think I, 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 I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you want one tiny little critique on my end? Yeah, go for it. If it has 
the the just the white collar thin collar thingy i would rather that be yellow or blue yeah i could see that i think it looks pretty natural but i would i probably have to see a mock-up of the yellow and blue but i think the white looks good on this picture at least i think this is going to look awesome on the ice yeah i think this is a thing where you see the full uniform and it looks fantastic. Because remember when the Heritage Classic jersey got leaked? And people yes. were like, eh, not great. But then you see the, the whole uniform put together and it just looks awesome. So I think mm-hmm. as a whole set, I think this is going to look really good. Mm-hmm. But as, uh, I, as I was saying, yeah, the we've just been spoiled with fantastic jerseys. Like even going back to probably ever since the Adidas switch. Like, yeah. It was still navy blue, but they cleaned it up a little bit. They got rid of the stupid Reebok edge piping and unnecessarily unnecessary stripes. We got the Heritage Classic, about the 2018 Winter Classic jersey, which beautiful jersey. Uh, yes. Introduced, reintroduced the felt numbers, the leather buffalo. Great, great, great jersey. The 50th anniversary jersey, the gold brought in the, the texture on the buffalo. Really solid jersey. Not not the best jersey, but like it for sure. Then they brought in the Royal Blue, finally. And then we got the Heritage Classic jersey. And then Red and Black is coming. The original Reverse Retro, the Butter Knives one. And new Reverse Retro here. So, endless jerseys. Yeah. So and Adidas has done a great job. It and is it's such a shame that they're yeah. leaving. It makes me so sad that the relationship is ending. Hopefully we get one more reverse retro out of this and there's a chance. And hopefully, hopefully we get um, a slug before all is said and done. I would love to see the slug come back in some capacity. Even if it's just like a one-off, like they wear it like four times in a year. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if reverse retro will carry on to the next uh brand who is in charge of jerseys but i i bet it's just an adidas thing it'd be cool if they yeah. keep it up what adidas is going to be around for what two more years i hope it's two more but i thought for some reason next i thought it was 23 24 that it was ending that's a shame i hope i'm wrong do you have a prediction on who's going to take over i think nike is the option you would want probably yeah. probably what the league wants just for image purposes uh yeah i think i agree on that but i don't know under armor or maybe ccm if they swing in ccm i think makes the ahl they do right jerseys so uh, I yeah I I hope Nike and they've had some questionable design choices with the Olympic jerseys. I hate the yeah. Olympic jerseys. I hope they don't taint the NHL jerseys like they did those. Yeah, see that's the that's the risk with Nike is they're always trying to do some funky crap and innovates, but really it's just super ugly. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'll miss Adidas. I'll tell you that they've been outstanding. Yeah, the switch to Adidas has been fantastic. Can't can't say enough good things. They've given us some classics. Yeah, definitely. Uh pretty short news week. Do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on? I'm trying to think of what else. I want to ask you, do you have a kind of low-key under the radar MVP so far this year? Under the radar. I don't know if I have an under-the-radar pick. I think J.J. Paterka has been awesome, so I'd probably say him, but I wouldn't say he's under the radar. This is a guy that I actually can't believe we haven't talked about yet. My pick, Matias Samuelson. Oh, yeah, he's been awesome. He has been just brilliant. He was practically a second goalie out there against Florida. He probably blocked about three shots. He's been incredible on the power play. I can't say enough superlatives about this man. He, I think this is going to be an incredible investment by the Sabres. And he and Paterka have skyrocketed up my list for Goathead jersey uh, targets. Ooh, I don't know who I'm going to get on mine. I'm probably going to get Tuck 
just because Tuck, he yeah, was raving about the, the red and black coming back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, Samuelson would be an interesting jersey. My friend tells me to get Samuelson because I I wasn't a big fan of him when <laughs> he was a prospect in the draft. So oh, he has been my he's been my favorite player this year. He's yeah, been did, he so basically good. saved a goal on the yes. ran the goal line. That's didn't, right. He had the glove too. save. Uh, that should have got saved in the game, but Spencer Knight got it <laughs> instead. <laughs> uh, oh, I cannot say enough good stuff about Matias Samuelson. Yeah, he's a good one. That's for sure. Just oh, a proper I, defenseman. I have something I want to talk about now. You're okay. Mentioning Samuelson made me think of this. What do you think about Henry Yokiharyu? He has been the beating boy on Sabres Twitter. He's been a punching bag. Uh, and deservedly so. He has not had a very strong start to the season. Uh, I think it's time to break up power in Yokiharyu. Uh, what do you think about this? What if they put Owen Power and Rasmus Dowling together? Ooh. And then you put Samuelson with Yokiharyu and try to be... rekindle some Matias Samuelson magic and give a nice calming presence to Yoki Haru. Man, if you put Dalene and Power on the same pairing, you're practically declaring war against the rest of the league. <laughs> uh, I think Samuelson is going to make anyone he plays with uh, shine. Who? Because yeah. he's with, right now, he is with... Uh... Samuelson's with Dalene. Right, Okay. Uh, oh, there's so many interesting matchups they can do with this defense core, though. Oh, man. I, I hope they try it. I think, I think a you're doing Owen Power no good playing in with Yoki Haru. I think it's time to break it up. As, as well as Samuelson and Dalene play together, I think it's good for Owen Power to get away from him. Yeah. Now, I have... A, a, okay. Darlene Power would be awesome. I think, and there, there's an interesting problem that what I'm about to say poses. Matias Samuelson and Ilya Labushkin would be a nightmare to play against. Oh, yeah. I think they would be one of, like, at least or from what we've seen early in the year, I don't want to go off and, you know, hyping up the mighty Bush as this next big thing. But those guys, I think, would just be taking heads off and frustrating offenses. I think they'd be brilliant, but that oh, would yeah. leave you with Yoki Haru and Bryson together. So right, I was just going to say that. Yeah. You don't want Yoki Haru yeah. and Bryson together, but also I think putting Labushkin with power could be a good adjustment too, but then that leaves you, Bryson, and Yoki Haru together, and you probably don't want that. So, right, it's tough to say the least, but it is. hopefully they figure it out. Uh, I'm glad they put Alex Tuck back with the top line. Uh, did not like Victor Olofsson with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner in the first game, and it sounded like it was no better in the second game. So, uh, yeah, uh, go back to what works. And they had middle stat getting a little more ice time, and that didn't that wasn't very fruitful. I um, thought Middlestat was good in the Ottawa game, but I guess he did not have a very solid game against Florida. You know, I I just haven't been a fan this year. Yeah, well, the thing is, we I say this every episode. They're going to try and get better eventually, and you can't have... like This isn't a situation where they're just going to be able to keep everyone. Mm-hmm. There's going to be guys who come and go, there's going to be guys who don't get paid. There's going to be guys who think they're underpaid. Like they're not going to be singing Kumbaya and say, Oh, we love each other. Everything's fine. Like that's not, that's not going to happen. It's not realistic. Right. There's going to be a point in time where someone goes, someone wants out. And I feel like Casey Middlestat's going to be that guy. I feel like Yoki Haru is going to be that guy. Like there's just going to be some circumstances where they're going to say, okay, we need to upgrade here. Uh, we're going to trade this guy and we're going to finally make a trade. I feel like that's on the horizon, whether that's at the deadline off season, next off season, something's got to give eventually, but I see them wanting to retain this group for another year, but I feel like 
we're not going to be seeing Henry Okiharu and Casey Middlestad here for the long term. That's for sure. Not long for this world. Is that all? Uh, anything else from on your end? Um, I don't think so. I feel like I will remember something. Oh, yes. Lindy Ruff. What do you yeah. make of the fire Lindy chance in New Jersey? It's sad because isn't he one win away from? He got it. Some... Oh, he did? Yeah, I think he, he passed Al Arbor for wins. I think he's fifth all time in wins for head coaches. So good on him. Right. But yeah, there's no way he survives this season. No, it's going to take a um, a miracle. And with the, the goaltending that, Dal- that New Jersey is getting, I, I don't know if that is if that miracle is coming. How many? What they picked second this year? That they have two number one overall picks in Hughes and Heisher. She like something's got to give eventually there. Mm-hmm. Like you say it every year, New Jersey. Oh, are they going to turn it around this year? And it just seems like it's never happening. So they need a real goalie, and Mackenzie Blackwood is not that by the looks of things. No, and he seems like he might have been for a little while, but everything runs its course in New Jersey eventually. And there's going to end up going through uh, another goalie who they thought was uh, the guy like, like Corey yeah. Schneider fears going that. Vanacek is there now. So we'll see yeah. how that goes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be back after this Western road trip is over. We'll recap that. Uh, I'll try. I'll definitely try and catch all three of the games but hopefully you'll be able to stay up and watch them so we can talk about it yeah i hope so i mean that's the only day i have to go to bed early so yeah so a little bit of a shorter episode today but not not a whole lot to talk about uh i'd I'd say we're both pretty excited about what we saw in those first three games absolutely oh we missed something the we're gonna start this at the end of every episode the guy of the week. Yeah, it's a fun little segment. Uh, I said to Joe one day, we should do something. The guy of the week. We alternate week by week. Just come up with a random player. Doesn't have to be a saber. Could be anybody ever that we've seen play. We bring up his name. We talk about what we remember about him. Uh, I have the honor this week. The inaugural guy of the week, Mike Kamasarek. Oh, yes. Remember Former him? Toronto Maple Leaf, Montreal Canadian. Montreal Canadian. My biggest memory of Mike Commissarek, and I remember being terrified of him because, he, one, he was a, a really tough guy, but there was a Canadians and Sabres game, uh, or it might have even been a Canadians game that I was watching on Hockey Night Canada, where they showed like a training montage of Mike Commissarek, and he was jacked to the gills and just killing the, these workouts. And I was like, that man looks like he can end my life. And I was probably seven, eight years old and traumatized me from then on. And then he just kind of faded away. My commissaric was on the Sabres development staff at one point. Really? I don't think he works for the team anymore, but yeah, let me, let me check. You you keep talking about my commissary. Well, now I, uh, he's with the Canucks now. It looks like, Oh, okay. Uh, June 1st, 2022, there was a video uploaded Mike Commissarek on joining the Canucks player development yada yada and I think I found the video maybe I'll I'll put this I should put this on the uh cautiously optimistic uh Twitter page all right yeah we'll 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 tweet it and wants to check it out February 1st 2009 that could be right (laughs) this is it this has to be it it starts yeah this is it I found it there he is I can't believe you I'm shocked that you found it his shirt off. I am indeed not going crazy. This happened. It looks like he is a super soldier training. He's an all-star. He's in the oh. 2009 all-star game. Did that sound come through? Did you hear that? No, I did not. Ah, uh, okay. All right. That would have been great. I'm posting this on the Twitter page. Yeah. Mike Commissarek was a development coach with the Sabres from 2017 to 2020. And wow. Former assistant coach at the University of Michigan. Well, that's, that's cool that... Um, he still has a career in the game. Yeah, yeah he looks like he took uh, a couple years off, but he's, he's getting acupuncture. I gotta rewatch this. <laughs> I'm so glad this exists. <laughs> oh boy. Wonderful. 
Oh, okay. While I'm looking at this, uh, 1920 was the last year he was here, so he must have been a part of that purge that Kevin Adams was tasked with on his first day on the job. Yeah, he saw Mike Commissarek. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, he had to do it virtually because Commissarek would have stuffed him in a locker. (laughs) Yeah, by the looks of it, he could. Could stuff the whole front office in a locker. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for our listeners to see this. See if any. I want to see if anybody remembers this. <laughs> yes, Mike Commissarek, the yeah. inaugural guy of the week. So next yes, week, the inaugural will, guy of the week. I'll bring uh, a guy of the week to discuss. So <laughs> yes. I don't know if I'll be able to top do your research yeah, before so we <laughs> before we record again. <laughs> I'll probably oh, do a man. saber because my yeah. uh, Rolodex of obscure random saber knowledge can come in handy. So we'll see. Yeah. Do you got anything else before we sign off? I have uh, nothing else. Unfortunately. All right. Unfortunately. Yeah. So we're <laughs> going to try and keep up with the consistent uploads. Uh, make sure you are following our Twitter account at CO underscore TCB underscore pod. Uh, keep it locked in there. We'll post all of our links there, but you know, if you, if you're not on Twitter, that's okay too. Just, Subscribe to the podcast. We're on the major outlets, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, if people still use that. Uh, we're on all those, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. You know, I got a new car recently. I love oh, listening to, there you go. to the, my go-to podcast on the Apple CarPlay. So, uh, nice. I don't tend to listen back to our episodes all the time, but you know, if you got the Apple car play, if you got an aux cord, you know, put the podcast on and you're driving to work, drive home. Yeah. To work. You're going somewhere. Uh, lots of good podcasts out there, especially good Sabres podcasts. So we, again, we appreciate you for choosing to listen to us, especially the people who consistently do it. So good on all you. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Joe Marino TCB. And then Luke's on Twitter as well, LVKETCB. And also, go give the Charging Buffalo a follow, too. Uh, Can't do it without the Charging Buffalo at the Charging Buff, Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, keep it locked in. We'll be back next week to talk about these Buffalo Sabres, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle on the horizon. Late games, Sabres after dark. Let's ride.